Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, agency owners. As someone that's run Google Ads for my own business, as well as on behalf of my clients, I know how time-consuming it can be to constantly be monitoring and optimizing those ads. I've got good news for you. There's a new tool called Optio that monitors your accounts for statistically significant patterns and suggests improvements that can push live to Google Ads in just a few seconds. Improvements help you manage keywords, test ads, and optimize bids. Get your time back. Let the machines do the heavy lifting. Check out optio.com slash yougurus and get started with a six-week extended free trial. That's optio.com slash yougurus. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we are hanging out with Samantha Bedford. Samantha was born in England, but grew up in Cape Town, South Africa, and came to the U.S. to help grow a digital advertising agency around 2002. She left and founded Pico Digital, which is based here in Denver, Colorado, in August of 2014. She's been recently accepted into the Denver Business Journal's Leadership Trust. She's also received many, many awards in advertising and marketing over the last 25 years, including the 2019 B2 Awards, 2019 14ers Award, 2018 Gold Key Awards Diamond Winner, ITSMA Awards for Marketing Excellence, Transform Awards for North America, Highly uh, Commended Honor, Transform Awards, North America Best Brand Evolution, Stevie Award Finalist. Uh, there's a few more on here that I've skipped over, but the, the gist of it is uh, Samantha is an amazing agency owner and does amazing work that gets recognized in the marketplace. Samantha, welcome to the program. Thanks, Brent. Thanks for the great introduction as well. <laughs> I've, I've hyped you now. Now you have to deliver. My job is done and it's all it's all on your shoulders now, right? Absolutely. Uh, so Samantha, paint us a picture of Pico, your agency today. Tell us kind of what, what the setup is, people, et cetera. Yeah. So um, Pico actually only hires director level um, staff members over here. We like to think of ourselves as more of like a close-knit company. We have also recently um, been placed on the minority business owners. Um, we are a woman-owned business. And I think our biggest thing that I wanted to do was just encourage women, you know, who have children and other, you know, like even dog parents, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing to be able to have a really good work-life integration I'm not a fan of the word balance, but, you know, work-life integration, because these days it does sort of cross borders, particularly in our space, you know, when our jobs are not really nine to five, right? Internet does not shut down. So we need to be available at all hours. So Pico came about um, because of that vision um, to enable people to work more remotely and also hire the best of the best. Pico pretty much um, works in the majority of the digital space. I would say our key focus would be on the SEO side, along with the paid side and some local listing management that we um, push within our SEO services. Um, I would also say that from our side, we are also very familiar with the up-and-coming ABM, so account-based marketing programs as well, and staying on top of all of those new features. You know, there's a lot of things that are coming out from 
existing networks and also just some, you know, new partners coming out there to break into that um, unique space, specifically on the B2B side of things. So lots of growth opportunity out there in the digital space. And obviously we push hard to make sure we're on top of it. So primarily, you know, Pico's focused on kind of the advertising, driving traffic, yeah. demand gen type services. And and you mentioned you only hire uh, director level. So that is people that have, uh, you know, more experience, I, I assume, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, can, yeah. can you define that a little bit yeah. for me? So um, I guess from my side, um, we wanted to... You know, no offense to obviously the larger agencies, um, but, you know, in in my opinion, we found that, you know, having a smaller boutique agency of just some really, really, really smart people enables us to be a lot more fluid, a lot more creative and really get a lot more involved with our clients. Larger agencies have a little bit more red tape, right? And a lot more procedures, a lot more tools, a lot more processes that they need to follow. Um, it's not to say we don't have any of those, um, but we like to make sure that we are extremely agile um, and able to, you know, really flex our muscles, you know, with our clients, even on things, you know, where it's outside of our realm. Um, we have a lot of clients come to us asking for advice, even on, you know, TV programs, print, you know, their nurture programs, you know, all of these things are not necessarily things we are experts in, but at the same time, they value our opinion. And, you know, we want to make sure we're not just checking the hours, you know, for our clients and we're adding value across the board, not just to the programs we're running for them. So you've been in this industry for a little while. And oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a grandmother. <laughs> I mean, 25 years in digital is, is it, 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 it might as well be the history of digital. You, you could just say, let I've me, been in this. Let me tell you, <laughs> when I first got into the space, I will never forget Google arriving at my office and they had a lava lamp with them. And they were telling me that they are going to be the next big thing. And um, you can imagine hearing that coming from Google. <laughs> you know, um, that long ago. And I, the majority of our spend, I mean, we weren't really in Google, you know, I mean, we're talking back in the days of, you know, um, go to and, <laughs> you know, Alta Vista and, yeah. you know, like, you're, I mean, we're, we're talking way back. You're mentioning names, you, the, you know, web crawler, whatever, that there's a good chance. Oh I mean, there's, there's people on the show that are listening that have no idea, you know, what they, they, they maybe were not even born, you know, until Google was here, but you mentioned the, the, the lava lamp. Can we go back to the, the, the lava lamp? Did I hear that correctly? They came to your office with a lava lamp. Like what, where's the, what does that mean? You know, I'm, I'm really not sure to be honest. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, apparently it was memorable, right? Cause you still, you still remember that they brought a lava lamp to your office. You know, I actually prefer my new gifts from them. You know, they seem to have evolved a little bit more. Now we've got bar fridges. That sort of works a little bit better for us. <laughs> you said it, bar um, fridges? Yeah. So we actually have a Google bar fridge. 
you know, so obviously fully stocked. Um, huh. Yeah, you know, that, that seems maybe, like more useful to an agency. Maybe on a Friday, you might not find much in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's that that's that that probably sounds more more useful to to the typical agency. So so you've been in the in the business for for a while. Uh, yes. So you're obviously this is something that you get a lot of value out of and, and you enjoy you're you're here uh oh after all God. of these years what what though b- before you know kind of instead of talking about what, what's kept you in the business what got you into this business to beginning to begin with what what really attracted oh you gosh. uh to this this so, stuff yeah quite an interesting story i was actually um in the um traditional obviously advertising space 25 years ago i was back in cape town south africa you know, I was working at TBWA, so Hunt Lascaris, so a pretty big agency, worldwide agency. And um, I had an opportunity to interview at a, I, I shouldn't they, they're like a digital outsource company and they did a lot of things for um, the gambling space. Yes. It was pretty huge back then um, and really good money. Um, so... You know, I'll never forget going, you know, going to visit my folks and saying, hey, you know, so I'm going to leave one of the largest, most well-known, respected agencies in the world and go to a company that is completely unknown. And you can imagine doing this from a third world country, which, you know, is on dial up at the time. (laughs) So, you know, it was really, it was really fun. Um, Yeah, safe safe is the word that comes to mind, right? That this is a, yeah. Real. This this sounds totally logical. Really oh, safe to make this jump. No risk, none whatsoever. <laughs> and anyway, I um, didn't want the job or didn't need the job per se because I was working at a great agency, right? And um, so it was actually quite hilarious. I only found out this afterwards, but I walked into the agency. I was late, right? And obviously you can beep this out if you want, but you know, first words out of my mouth. Oh fuck. I'm so sorry. I'm late. (laughs) And, um, you know, because I'm just like that kind of person. I have that kind of, you know, like I respect you. I'm so sorry. I'm late. Obviously prior to that, there was a number of phone calls and text messages, you know, cause I was stuck in traffic, but you know, they just, I guess, you know, sort of fell in love a bit with my personality And while I was at that company, um, number one, it was amazing. They are phenomenal. You know, um, Richard Dewall, um, he's still out in South Africa. He was an inspiration to me. And um, anyway, I learned a lot at that time. And while I was there, we were working with prior to, obviously, this is now double click, you know, not even a whisper of being bought by Google. But we worked with a guy, Andrew Beckman, from DoubleClick. And um, he started his own agency out in New York. And um, I got to know him. And he's like, hey, you know, um, do you want to come over here and help me grow my company? And as you can imagine, I'm, you know, certainly not scared of change or risk. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll come over and move to Denver, Colorado, where I know absolutely no one but you. Yeah, that's my visa going. Is that location three? Yeah, that's location three, Andrew Beckman. Um, Absolutely love him to death. Stunning, amazing guy. Um, He's given me many opportunities in my life. And, you know, he's still 
I always say that I feel like I've still got blue blood running through my veins because I don't know if you know, but Location Three's logo is the blue. Uh huh. Yeah, they, we we did a we did a fe- an agency feature on our YouTube channel years ago with uh, uh-huh. with Andrew and his partner. He's amazing, Alex. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alex actually taught me how to do laundry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I arrived at the office and I was like, "Listen, guys, I don't have any clean clothes. Someone's got to show me how to use a laundry machine." Yeah, so that's Alex Porter. You know, going the extra mile for me. Yeah. That's that's really a supporting team, right? I mean, obviously, and they, if- and they still are actually to this day. Andrew is a a big supporter for Pico. Um, you know, because we certainly don't compete in any way. You know, we're more looking for small to medium sized business, while they are more, you know, on the local side and enterprise side of things. So, you know, we still have great connections. <laughs> that's cool. So you, yeah. you you kind of came over and in, into the states to kind of get into that, and that's yeah. that all obviously has now led to, you know, that led to Pico being created shortly uh, thereafter. Yeah, I mean, I stayed with um, Location Three for about fourteen years. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, I was there actually for quite a while, and you know, I guess you know, once you get to a certain level in an agency, and also not trying to you know, go into age or anything too much. But, you know, once I get, you know, you grow a lot over the years. And I got to the stage where I really started to realize what I enjoy doing. And even though I've been in the industry for 25 years, and even though I own Pico Digital, I'm still the person who sits there on the back end, you know, building out keyword strategies. Mm. You know, when you're in a larger agency, there's less opportunity for you to do those things. You know, um, you're helping a lot of other people, which is great. And I do that today, to this day. But at the same time, it's nice to be able to, you know, rethink instead of, you know, too many corporate meetings, right? Yeah. So you yeah. still so like- I someone else handle that side of things. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that I can do what I love doing. I mean, I, I absolutely put keyword strategies, um, you know, negative keywords, oh my gosh, let's, you know, analyze how ad copy is working, you know, adjusting ad copy, you know, analyzing performance across clients, not just one client, you know, um, sharing that information, you know, learning more. I mean, those are things that I love doing. And, you know, now I can, you know, sort of do that. And and I have a phenomenal team of people around me. Yeah. Even my father. (laughs) He, my father, when I first started the company, to be honest, I had no idea what I was doing. I'm sure a lot of agency owners were the same, where you are really a subject matter expert. You're not like, I wouldn't know like, oh my God, am I an S Corp, an LLC, or am I this, am I that? Like, you don't know. Right, right. I mean, I can build a paid search campaign for you and by God, we will reach your goals. But... (laughs) You know, oh shit, now I've got to build a website. You know, what's my mission statement? What's this? What's that? And it's like, you know, you're like, well, I have no idea. And thank God my my father actually, he had his own company back in South Africa and he was here and he was instrumental about, you know, helping me grow the company um, and making sure I crossed my T's and dotted my I's so that I could at least focus on the things that were you know, bringing in clients and letting them, you know, get to know me and 
you know, the company and my personality and, and how we, you know, can, can work together to improve even the smallest company out there that's just trying to get a little bite of the internet. Well, you know, I mean, maybe some of the business stuff you didn't have yeah. direct experience with, but you did well, work you for us. another agency for many, you worked for other agencies, uh, yep. you know, in, in South Africa. And then obviously with location three, which a lot of agency owners have not done. I know personally, I ran an agency for, for 13 years, but I did that because, you know, I just started a business from square one. I mean, I knew how to build websites and I did that, you know, and, and I think a lot of agency owners started from uh, on their own and, or, you know, freelancing maybe, and then kind of turned it into something else, uh, but don't have that experience working for the Andrew Beckman's uh, of, of the world. So what, what were some of the, do you, I mean, I, I mean, obviously that provided you some level of experience and advantage Absolutely. when you decided to start your own thing, but what were some of those things that you learned from working with bigger or more established teams that you were able to very quickly bring into your company, even though it was like kind of starting from square one? Yeah. Gosh, that's really a tough one because obviously everything that I enjoyed and loved and learned um, from Andrew and Richard and Denise and all of my previous bosses, you know, is I've taken all of that and obviously applied it to Pico. Um, I've taken sort of what I like to think is the best of the best from all of them. You know, I mean, is there more that I could learn from an Andrew Beckman of the world? Absolutely. You know, but at the same time, I also feel like it's important to, you know, work with clients that, I guess, you know, trying to sort of word this the correct way, but sort of work with clients that respect your method um, of managing their accounts, right? So if we have, you know, a lot of agencies would turn around and be like, yeah, we can do that. Uh-huh. Yeah, we can do that when they've never really done it before. You know, and we, we don't do that, right? We will say um, we don't have as much experience as we would like in that space. We're happy to investigate it for you, you know, that kind of thing. So there's a lot of that. I think the biggest learning thing for me, you know, that I've learned over the years is, and this was purely because of Andrew and Alex, they arranged some really amazing leadership um, training when I was at Location 3. And one of the biggest things I ever got out of any of those leadership trainings was perception is actually everything, whether it's true or false. And it lives with me to this day. You know, you've always got to be working towards that perception and you've always got to be changing that perception you know, and, um, you can know, you, you, can you give me a specific yeah. example of, of that playing out either in a, in a good way or a bad way? Yeah, absolutely. So like in, like in a, a, a relationship at work, right? So say, just use me as an example. If the perception is that I have favorites or, you know, I'm too bossy or, you know, anything along those lines, you know, that's the perception out there, whether I agree with that or not, it's irrelevant. The thing is, is I need to change the perception of those around me by changing my actions. So it's a pretty a big thing to embrace as, you know, uh, a leader. And now I own my own company. You know, there's many times I 
you know, sometimes I'll have conversations and I'm like, wow, that did not come out the way I wanted it to. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I, I, I can imagine just talking with employees or contractors or, you know, yeah. clients, right? Like, I mean, that they might yeah. have a perception that things work a certain way and, you know, you know, I, I hear agency owners complain about clients, right? Or the, you know, the, well, the pain I mean, in the butt clients, but, but the reality is a, a lot of clients have a, you know, they maybe have a bad perception about how things work, but that's the yeah. reality. Well, and a lot of the times actually when we, um, you know, we've taken over a lot of business from like previous agencies, right? We all do, you know, and a lot of the time, you know, we find that we are just honestly fixing perceptions. There are times when I am ashamed to say that I'm even in the space because I'm looking at an account that's been run by someone else and they've been charging the clients a pretty healthy sum of money and you're like embarrassed, you know, to go back to that client and tell them, you know, very, very basic principle things, you know, it's, it's basically just like a crossing the T and dotting the I. It's not something where it's fake. You know, your idea of how you build a keyword list is going to be different from my idea of how to build a keyword list. You know, in my opinion, those things are vague, you know, but, you know, if you've got a keyword that's eating up a ton of money, it's past the client's goals and it's still active, you know, that's, that's not vague, that's data. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and, you know, you've got to go back and you're like, why are there, why are people getting away with this? And it's just so upsetting to see, you know, um, you know, people doing that. I don't know if it falls into, you know, that sort of mundane area where, you know, um, we all get it, where we all have a little bit of tunnel vision every now and then. You know, but at the same time, it's so important to, I mean, we have what's called a productivity checklist um, or proactivity, sorry, proactivity checklist, um, you know, to make sure, you know, if there's ever been, and it's an ongoing document. This is not like a set it and forget it kind of thing. And the document is sort of like a compilation combination of all of these things that we've have come up on phone calls with clients, have come up on business um, development phone calls, you know, come up with publishers, you know, and we compile all of that information on a consistent basis, you know, whenever, whenever anything new comes up and we add it to this list so that on a monthly basis, we're going through these things and making sure that every T is dotted, every I is crossed. I mean, the other way around, sorry. <laughs> and, um, you know, and it's just like one of those things where it's really, really, really important because for me, it was not about bringing in the large clients or anything like that. For me, it's about my brand and Pico Digital. And I don't care if a client's paying me $500 a month or $10,000 a month. If you're a client of Pico's, you will go through the same process, you know, through this proactive checklist, you know, to make sure we're doing the best of the best that we can for every single client you know, who is a part of our, you know, our family. That's really cool. I mean, I think com coming back to that, I mean, the, the perceptions, the reality, I mean, also the reality is a reality, but I mean, yeah. the, the, uh, you know, if, if, if you've got a client where you're taking, I love own, that by the way, I'm going to steal it from <laughs> you. <laughs> well, just the, you know, if, if you, you are getting a client from another agency and 
they were, you know, they were quote unquote paying for, you know, AdWords or whatever. I mean, I, we see it all the time. Somebody says, well, we, we did AdWords, but we weren't getting, you know, we didn't get results. And, yeah. or we did SEO and we didn't get results. We, so we should yeah. never do SEO again. It's like saying like, I had a bad meal at a restaurant, oh, therefore one, I yeah. should never go out to eat again. Right. Um, uh, you know, it, it could also have to do with that, that restaurant, right? Like it's not that yeah. all, all restaurants are bad. Right. Um, well, but the, again, the perception, perception. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the perception becomes your client's reality that maybe then they look at that, you know, maybe they were overspending on ads or they were overspending on SEO and not getting results. That then becomes the perception of that, that discipline, which then you have to deal with for, you know, when you get that client. I mean, most clients come with some baggage of having an agency before. I mean, the bigger the clients that you work with, typically they almost always have at least one. I mean, I even look at our business, like we, we we're currently engaged with two or three agencies, you know? Yep. Hey, what's up podcast listeners? Are you a web agency or freelance web designer that's trying to add recurring revenue profits by offering your clients SEO services? Well, I've got good news for you. There's a new service that is basically the design pickle for white label SEO. Their team hooks you up with unlimited SEO tasks for one monthly fee. You got to check them out at seobrothers.co forward slash you gurus. They're giving our listeners 50% off their first month and an awesome money back guarantee. That's seobrothers.co forward slash you gurus. All right. Let's get back to our interview. And, and, and so with a client, and I'm just kind of going deeper in this with you, yeah. uh, you know, how, how do you fix that perception with your, you know, somebody comes in, they were doing ads, you know, they were pay, spending a lot of money. It wasn't working. Maybe they have a bad perception of, of agencies or how agencies function. You mentioned that you have this proactivity checklist that you take people through to kind of help reestablish that, uh, that perception. Um, but is there anything else that you do to kind of try to bring your clients up to, to your level and make sure that, 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 that matches that the perception and the reality are really consistent? Yeah. I think, you know, one of the things that we do from a business development side of things is, you know, we, a lot of agencies have like the canned PowerPoint presentations, right? This is how successful we are. And here's some case studies and, you know, um, this is our philosophy. This is our process for paid media. And, you know, and everybody's got, you know, relatively the same type of thing. You know, I guess we take a significantly different approach. And, you know, we get on a phone call with the clients to start with. You know, we don't put together a presentation. We just chat with them. You know, we want to try and find out what are their pain points? You know, what are their you know, biggest concerns or hurdles, you know, that their business is, you know, challenged with, you know, what wasn't working with their previous agency, you know, that kind of thing. And just, you know, that first phone call is, I wouldn't say your typical discovery call, but we basically flip it around and it's all about them, you know, and then we take that information and we really spend a significant amount of time at that official you know, presentation that we do, which is on the next phone call. And we customize it totally to them. And um, is that a lot of work? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, is it risky? Absolutely. Because they could take a lot of this information and potentially do it themselves. You know, so there's a lot of risk involved with something like that. But at the same time, it gets you, in my opinion, it gets you to a stage in that relationship with that client 
where trust is built up front and they're starting to value your opinion more before the contract is even signed by tackling that whole sales business development angle, you know, with just more compassion for the challenges that they're having and, you know, tailoring the deck more to that than more to just your standardized deck. It also shows that, you know, we're, you know, respectful for their time and don't want to just waste their time with an hour of us talking about, you know, bullshit, basically, you know, the same crap that anybody's going to say, you know, so we coming, we're coming with, with value. With unique ideas, strategies, data. Yeah, yeah we go pretty deep. Mm-hmm. How, how much, I mean, just out of curiosity, I mean, if you have, I mean, I'm sure it depends on who the client is. But how yeah. much uh, how much are you investing between that first kind of get to know you call and the the presentation in terms of internal resources? Like how, how far do you go in terms of? Uh, I mean, is it is it a day? Is it a week? I mean, what? How far are you guys pushing in terms of pre work uh, for your clients and, and pitches? Yeah, absolutely. So that um, so the first phone call, obviously, we don't prep too much for the phone for the first phone call. You know, the first phone call, it's all about them. Every single word, every single question is about getting deep into their concerns, their problems, their challenges, um, and how Pico can, you know, solve for that. Um, Then we take all of that information, um, obviously do a lot of competitor analysis, using a lot of competitor tools, obviously, a lot of good free tools out there. Some are not that expensive, you know, um, like your moats and your spyfus and so on and so forth. Um, obviously great relationships with Google, um, you know, so we can get some information there as well. But, you know, I think at the, we go in to the degree that I feel like we go in like two steps into a contract, if that makes sense. You know, we've already done some initial keyword analysis. We already know what competitors are saying and what we don't want to say. You know, we've, you know, already basically taken a look at the search landscape or the display landscape and, you know, coming in with, you know, strong recommendations. We even mock up an ad so that the client can visually see what this could look like. And if they're currently running a campaign, we will mock up an ad and show what we would recommend it look like versus what it looks like today. You know, we spend a lot of time putting these together, depending on the client, depends also if it's B2B versus B2C, right? I mean, there's different, you know, different strategies and different approaches to, you know, even just those, um, let alone down to each individual client. And then we also use the entire team. We have one person responsible for business development, but we pull the entire team in. You know, we'll have this client take, you know, or this person take a look at the client's current landing pages. We're not responsible for their landing pages, but we're responsible for the conversion rate on them. And we're responsible for trying to achieve the goals that they want to achieve. So it makes sense for us to come in and, you know, offer them some constructive feedback, you know, on their landing pages, even though it's not part of the scope of work. You know, and we all, that's why we hire director level. Every single person is able to add value to that proposal. Even if it's just like, you know, three or four bullets, each one of those bullets, because of the, you know, uh, level of experience our team has, every single one of them is of value. 
Have you ever, uh, you know, you mentioned it's risky. I, I would say, by the way, to answer your question in a very long-winded <laughs> way, because um, that's what I'm really good at, is, um, you know, I'd say it maybe takes us about three days. You know, if we just do compact it all, um, yeah. it would be about a three-day process. Um, you know, obviously, you know, we run an advertising agency and we're responsible for clients. So it's more a situation of like, hey, you know, Caitlin, can you take a peek at this? Um, you know, and get back to me over the next, you know, 48 hours kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that that's risky putting in that much work for new business, which I, first of all, I love being able to, you know, one of our core values here at YouGurus is to help first. I do a ton of free webinars and free content and free trainings and we do free strategy calls and we do yeah, a lot of free that. stuff because we're yeah. like, Hey, we're going to help you first. And if you like our style, you like how we work, then, you know, we're going to, you know, we'll, we'll talk about how it looks like to work with us, you know, full, full mm -hmm. bore. Um, but you mentioned the risk, right? So have you had situations where you go in and you do a lot of work and then you kind of give them the ideas and they hand it to a different agency? Yeah. Yeah, we have. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate. You know, the one thing that baffles me, I'll never forget. We had this one client or prospect, not a client. Um, we had this one prospect. We did a great pitch. And it was one of those where it was like, I'm embarrassed to say that I'm in the space right now because there's people out there who are doing this to this client. And I don't know if this agency maybe wooed them with, you know, a really good deal or something, um, you know, because obviously we're, we're certainly, you know, not doing things necessarily for free. We, I mean, we're obviously any agency is in it to make a profit and win clients, you know, but at the same time, that client ended up taking everything that we'd put together and basically used it as an opportunity to negotiate um, with this other agency. Mm. And obviously it's a, a risk that they took as well, you know, because who knows, maybe this agency wasn't going to change, um, you know, or maybe the agency has, I'm not sure, you know, is it disappointing? Absolutely. Did we put a lot of time into it? Absolutely. But you know what? At the end of the day, the client still wins. Yeah. And that's what's important. You know, whether we the ones who are actually doing the work at the end of the day, that client is in a better place from a digital standpoint than they were before they met us. And that's the most important thing to me. It disappoints me when I go out there and I see things in the industry, you know, where it's not going to take much to tweak something or improve upon it. And, you know, if that's me, you know, giving away some free advice, you know, to, you know, someone who's not even a client, I'm absolutely going to do it. I haven't been in this industry for 25 years to keep everything that's in my head to myself, you know, and if we don't win the client, we don't win it. But at least I know out there in the digital space, whoever was managing that account for, you know, previously, who is still going to be managing it, great. You know, they win because they're learning more and they're being challenged. And if they love the industry that they're in, they're going to respect that too. Samantha, I think that's a fantastic key takeaway from 
this episode and just in thinking about your uh, tenure in this industry and for those people that are just getting into this business and are maybe scared to share ideas or scared to kind of do the work and maybe provide clients value before they're getting paid. I think that that mindset of adding value to them, regardless of whether they're going to be a client, is a, is a winning long-term strategy. And I think it's really amazing that you uh, were able to come here today and share that with our audience, um, along with a lot of other topics that we kind of talked about in, in terms of the things that you've seen happen in this in this business over the last couple couple of decades. Are you ready for our lightning round? Oh my goodness. Do I need to go get some tequila from the fridge? <laughs> um, nobody's, nobody's ever asked that before. You're more than welcome to. Uh, <laughs> I'm All right. Uh, <laughs> what is the best advice you've ever received? I think the one that we've just discussed, you know, about, you know, perception. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Taking risks. Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you think our listeners would find valuable? Oh my God. I'm absolutely, I absolutely love Storyboard, uh, StoryBrand. Mm, very cool. Uh, we will definitely link out to that. And uh, what book would you recommend and why? Well, right now, I, um, I'm i sure you know, well, I don't know if you know the company. There's a company called Demand Base, um, and they are an account-based um, marketing program. And they have actually just released a book on account-based marketing. And with it being so innovative, I would recommend you go to Demand Base's website and actually, you know, go get a copy of the book. Cool. Well, we will link out to that and the other uh, websites and any other kind of key takeaways and tools that you mentioned during today's episode on our show notes. Our listeners can check that out at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. So if you're out on a run or you're driving your car, uh, when you get back to a computer, just check that out, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. You'll see Samantha's episode right there at the top. You can click on it and get all sorts of great takeaways from today's show. Samantha, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Um, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, um, feel free to connect to me um, via LinkedIn. You can also find out more about our company at uh, choosepico.com, C-H-O-O-S-E-P-I-C-O.com. And, um, you know, as you can tell from this entire conversation, I'm an open book. So anybody who's got any questions, just wants some advice on their career, you know, I'm here for anybody who is passionate about the space. I am a phone call away. Well, we appreciate that. We will include a link to your LinkedIn profile as well as choosepico.com. Again, on those show notes, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Samantha, thanks so much for stopping by the program today. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Thanks, Brent. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out, I wanted to check in on your answer to my question from the beginning of the episode. Are you stressed out, cash crunched, fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem. Maybe that it's the area you live in or that this market has gotten too competitive. 
Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around, and I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now, it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or a mobile app, when they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a strategy call where we're going to dig into those underlying issues in your business and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your YouGurus strategy call today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show.